the MMA Fight Corner. Get back. Brendan, welcome to the MMA Fight Corner. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Brendan, this is Ronnie. Welcome to the show. Do you feel that Mirko Krokop is the same fighter we saw years ago beat Josh Barnett, uh, Vandalay Silva, Coleman, Randleman, Heath Herring, Sakuraba? Uh, do you think he's still that, that same top-level heavyweight? Or do you think as he's gotten older, he's kind of like his skills have diminished somewhat? I'm expecting uh, the Krokop that beat all those guys that you just listed off, man. Mm. Uh, it's going to be a tough one. Okay, now if you could say kind of script the fight would you want to stand there and bang with him or do you prefer maybe and i know you don't want to give away too much of your strategy but you, you want to take him down kind of go for a sub or ground and pound win or you just like i said you want to just stand there and, and uh exchange with him man i you know uh i'm a guy who uh you know i'm definitely confident in my stand-up game um i really haven't had to show him too much of my wrestler and jiu-jitsu um they're, they're both definitely assets of mine but Man, with, with Krokop, uh, this one's definitely not going decision because I, I think we're both going to keep it standing, go for a knockout. Okay. Now, when it comes to tra- – this is kind of a, a little bit of a different question. When it comes to training with the gi, personally, and I don't want to offend any of our listeners that are you know gi-obsessed, um, I kind of feel it's a waste of time for MMA. Do you think like these traditional BJJ schools that sort of force you to train with the gi in order to get promoted, do you think that that's right? Um, you know, the, I, I've spent time in both, you know, definitely since I've been in the UFC, I, I've definitely done more, um, grappling without the gi. Um, but the, the gi's good, especially if you're just getting into it, um, especially for basics and shoot, man, if you can pass the guard in a gi, it's going to be that much easier without. So I think as far as basics and hand placement and stuff like that, it correlates, but, um, you, you gotta be able to do both. So I, I definitely see, um, you know, a use for a gi, but at the same time, too, uh, you don't want to just specifically focus on gi training if, if your passion and pursuit is mixed martial arts. Hey, Brandon, how you doing? This is Pat. How's it going? What's going on, man? Brandon, my question for you is, if you had a chance to get a rematch with Roy Nelson, how, how do you see that fight going down this time, the second time around? You know, I, I, shoot, man, that the last time we fought, you know, I, I got caught behind the ear, but before that, I was doing pretty damn well. Um, uh, man, if uh, all I care about is you know is my career path to to getting a title shot, and if uh, a rematch with Roy uh, is necessary and he's in my way, then let's do it, man. I, I'm not too focused on Roy. Um, you know, there, there's tons of other other guys. I know Roy has a, a big challenge in front of him and Frank Mir. I'd love to fight Frank Mir. I'd love to fight the winner of that fight. Or um, man, right now, not too concerned about it. My, my focus definitely Crow Cop. Right, right. Hey, Brendan, if you had to put money on the winner of Shogun versus Jones, tell me who you think wins and why. Uh, I'm not that stupid to put money on it. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, it, you know, it's a tough one to pick. You know, the thing about John Jones is no matter who they try and bring in, um, it's going to be tough to emulate John Jones and the, the crazy stuff and unconventional stuff he does. Uh, you know, if you're fighting a boxer, you can go out there and get other pro boxers who can emulate them. If you're fighting a jiu-jitsu guy, you can go get a black belt jiu-jitsu guy. John kind of has this weird style that's hard to train for, and I think that would be the difference in the fight. Uh, you know, it's going to be tough to get his timing, and, uh, man, it, that's tough to get out of the first round with that guy because of this. So um, Shogun definitely 
has the experience on him. Definitely is more technical, and, and you know his kicks are brutal, man. So uh, I, this one's going to be a, a tough one to pick. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I can't wait for that one. It's going to be an amazing fight. Um, you know, everyone knows you, you started your career, you know, with football. Do you are you content where you are? Do you, do you ever kind of some days just say, "Wow, I wish I can go back and do the football thing"? Hell no. <laughs> I, uh, I was a fighter playing football, and uh, man, my my life cannot get any better. Uh, you know, I get the opportunity to fight a guy like Mirko Krokop, a legend. Uh, the UFC treats me great, man, and uh, life is good. Awesome, Brendan. I got to ask you a question though. How, how would you compare training mixed martial arts as opposed to training for football or football camp? Oh, no comparison, man. No comparison. I I think that's why. Uh, you know, a, a lot of guys can't make it to the elite level and, and stay there. Um, there. There's no script. There, there's no, uh, you know, daily basis script, uh, you know, what to do, how to get better, uh, the necessary classes you should do, stuff like that. You know, it takes a, a unique uh, type of athlete to, to kind of have his own discipline, especially when you're first starting out to kind of, man, stay in the gym and, uh, you know, just keep your eye on the prize. and. Um, I think a lot of those guys in the NFL uh, lack that discipline. Now, it's interesting you should say that. Do you feel, coming from a professional football background and being a professional athlete in another sport, do you almost feel like, you know what, like other sports are, should almost say, you know what, maybe they should train mixed martial arts just because of the conditioning of the athlete? Do you think maybe they can cross-train at all? Yeah, way. no doubt. And I, I think, uh, man, I, I think that's kind of the the new uh, the new training regimen a lot of these NFL camps are, are bringing to their guys. You know, or a lot of the top guys are. I know they come train. Some come train with me, and a lot of them are, are trying to find people to bring into their respective camps, uh, NFL camps, to bring in mixed martial art guys. To, the the training is unlike anything else. Um, you know, where I worked out at Stedman Hawkins down here, I do my strength and condition. Those guys, they'll get done with their workout, and they hang around to watch me do mine. So um, it's a different kind of animal. Absolutely. I definitely think it's great for strength and conditioning. Yeah, good point taken. Hey, Brendan, what is your opinion? I know the Strike Force tournament's coming, and uh, you know a couple of fights have happened already. If you had to you know, give an opinion on Overeem, Barnett, Fedor, Giant Silver, and Verdum, how would you kind of rank those guys and, you know, what would you think, like, strengths, weaknesses on each? Uh, man, my, my oh, that's tough. You know, Overeem uh, is a guy who, a lot of people forget this, uh, a couple of years ago was a 500 fighter. He's a salty fighter, man, and now he's kind of that Uber-Reem. Everyone calls him the Uber-Reem. Right. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely got a lot more serious uh, with his career and uh, uh, shows a, a dedication and, um, the guy's been on a tear, man. Um, you know, he won the K1 uh, uh, tournament, so that's not easy to do. And uh, he, he's been tearing up in uh, MMA as well. Um, you know, he, I, I heard the guy, you know, I know some guys I trained with, he was trained with him, who said he, he's pretty tough on the ground as well. So he, he's a scary dude, no doubt. Um, as far as the rest of the guys, you know, Bigfoot Silva, um, especially in the Fedor fight, he's kind of, you know, it kind of shows, you know, Fedor needs to switch up his training, man. I don't think he's uh, kind of adapted to the changing of MMA. It's constantly changing, man. This game's fairly new, and 
he's kind of stuck in his old ways, and, and it shows. You know, there's definitely a size difference between uh, Bigfoot Silver and Fedor, which played a, a huge role in that fight. But at the same time, uh, Bigfoot Silver could do it all, man. I think that's why he dominated the fight. My 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 definitely my dark horse in the tournament is uh, Katiratov. Is that how you say uh, it? Karatanov. Karatanov. Yeah, I yeah, the same thing. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, I, I think uh, Brett Rogers, uh, Josh Barnett, uh, the winner of that's going to get him Katiratov, and it, it's going to be trouble. I think Katiratov would beat either one of those guys. Hmm. Um, and then man, then you got Overeem, Verdum, and Bigfoot Silva on the other side. So. It's definitely interesting, man. You know, I pay, I definitely pay attention to it. I pay attention to all the heavyweights out there. What is your opinion on Verdum? You think he can submit over him? You think he can get one of those giant tree trunk arms in a submission and get him to tap? Yeah, right. If you don't get knocked out trying to do it, um, <laughs> man. Verdum, uh, he he won the absolute world. So if he gets to the ground, uh, I he definitely has the 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 skill and the capabilities to submit over him. I think that's his best bet, man. Don't sit there and strike with the guy. Even if he has to get to guard. I don't care if he has to pull guard, man. Get it to the ground. Right. Who do you think uh, between Brock and, and Junior Dos Santos coming up, if you had to pick a winner, who would you choose? Dos Santos. Really? Without I, hesitation, yeah. Dos Santos. No, that's an easy pick for me, man. Uh, you know, I, I think Brock genetically is definitely a freak, and, uh, you know, for a guy that big uh, to move as well as he does is is ridiculous to watch, man. You know, obviously, I've definitely seen him uh, live when he fought my boy Carwin, but um, he doesn't like to get hit, man. It's, it's a real problem for him, and I, I think Dos Santos is constantly getting better. He he's uh, kind of in the the young class with myself, and you know we we live, sleep, and eat in the gym, man. And I, I don't think you'd say the same for Lesnar. And he doesn't like to get hit in the face, and Dos Santos is pretty damn good at doing that. So that'll be the difference. Brendan, uh, earlier you mentioned Frank Mir, and uh, after that impressive win over Gonzaga, you respectfully called out Frank Mir. No disrespect to Crow Cop, but would you rather be fighting Frank Mir here? You think that would be better for your career? You know what, I man? I'm, I'm a guy, <laughs> uh, I shot for the moon. You know, when Dana White always says, you know, call, you know, no one cares about your sponsors or blah, 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 you can't. They just want to know who you want to fight next. The biggest I know. And at that press conference, I might have been a little woozy from eating some kicks from Gonzaga, but I was like, <laughs> yeah, Frank Mir's the biggest name I know. Yeah, that'd Frank be a Mayer. great fight, I think. That, that'd, be, that'd be great. I was hoping that would happen. But at the same time, man, you know, uh, this would be my fifth fight in the UFC, and uh, there's no rush, man. Life is good, and uh, I fought a legend in Gonzaga. I'm fighting even bigger legend in Krokop. Man, this is, this is stuff where you look back in your career, and those are two fights people talk about. So, um, man, I'm one step at a time. This is a great step in my career. And it's fun for us as fans, too, just so you know. You're a pleasure to watch. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Hey, Brendan, I know you know you and Shane Carwin are very good friends. Uh, if he fights Brock again, what do you think happens this time? God, what do you guys think? I mean, <laughs> he freaking, oh, that was the worst night of my life, man. I beat Tusher in, I don't know, a minute. I went back to the locker room to get Shane ready, and when he lost that, man, it was like seeing your dad get beat up or seeing freaking Superman get taken down. It was uh, the worst night of my life, man. And they fight again. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Brock turns down the fight. That is a terrible <laughs> matchup for Brock, and uh, Shane will definitely uh, win that fight. Do you feel you feel Brock changes his strategy at the end? Maybe he doesn't punch himself out, kind of pull a Cain uh, Velasquez and kind of pulls back a little bit and saves himself to, so that he has the power to come back in the second round? 
that, that's tough because, you know, anyone in, you know, we've watched the tape over and over and, you know, Shane and I's styles are similar, man, and uh, as, as far as just that tenacity. And when we think we got a guy hurt and we smell blood in the water, it's freaking coming, man. And, you know, when the ref's sitting there going, fight back or we're going to stop it, fight back and we're going to stop it, usually get one or two and they stop the fight. In this case, it wasn't that. He gave him four right. or five opportunities and Absolutely. then the round ended. Absolutely. And, you know, Shane's a big guy, man. And uh, I don't give a shit if you're, if you're Lance Armstrong. You punch anyone for two minutes straight as, as fast and hard as you can, you're going you're gonna to get pretty tired. So um, that was a tough pill to swallow. But, uh, man, I, I think Shane fights the exact same way. Well, Brandon, with that being said, before the Gonzaga fight, all, all your fights never made it out of the first round. At any point in your career, had the thought of how your cardio would be in the third round of a fight, did that ever cross your mind, ever? Not at all, man. Uh, I think my, my cardio is a huge asset, especially as a heavyweight. Um, you ask anyone in the gym, you know, I hang in, in there with Nate Marquardt. He's a middleweight, man. I, I go with the lighter guys all the time, and um, I'm, I'm known for my cardio around the gym, so... For me, the, the longer it goes, the better. Uh, I think it's a huge advantage for me. Hey, Brennan, in your opinion, if you had to pick one guy, who would you say is the top heavyweight in MMA right now? Kane Vasquez. Wow, Kane. Um, hmm. I, I, I say Kane or, uh, uh, just because of what he's done, man. and uh, He has a gas tank. He has the striking. He's putting it all together the best, I think, right now to anyone. Uh, and he's competing at the highest level. A lot of these guys not in the UFC, uh, you know, they're 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 picking their fights, man. And uh, that's not the way it's done. If if you want to be the best, you got to compete with the best, and you really don't get a say. And I think Kane's doing that, man. He's accepting all challengers, and he, he's passing it with flying colors. How about pound for pound? Pick one fighter that you would say is the best fighter in MMA, not just heavyweight, just pound for pound. Yeah, uh, George St. Pierre, easily, man. Obviously, I'm a little biased, but, uh, you know, George is, is <clears throat> he gets these title contenders, man, and uh, you tell me last time you saw someone just destroy guys like this in this long, and they're not even close to beat them. I mean, he, he dissected Josh Koscheck with just a jab, so um, I just think George does it the best, man. Now, I'm glad you said GSP. He beats Jake Shields. You know he's going to be fighting Anderson Silva. If you had to pick, yes, what would you say? What would you say? Who who wins there? George, man, George. Uh, really? Like I said, th- uh, obviously, I'm a little biased, and people call me homers, but uh, I I just think George uh, is a better wrestler. Um, he he's more well rounded. Uh, obviously, he doesn't want to sit there and strike with Anderson Silva with his reach, but I think he does the other stuff uh, a lot better than Anderson. Hmm. Now you've mentioned John Jones a couple of times. Um, he has said a couple of on a couple of different occasions actually that ultimately he may like to go up to heavyweight to fight. Do you see him being a factor at heavyweight? Man, uh, not really. Uh, you know, I, really, I haven't really thought about it. Um, you know, if that's something he wants to do, uh, more power to him. Uh, heavyweight's a different animal, man. Um, I, I think the light heavyweights. Uh, as far as technique goes and, and uh, more depth, they definitely have it at 205. But a heavyweight, man, you, you, you got your top guys. and um, I mean, you're talking big boys there, man, 265. Uh, LeBron and Shane cut to that. Um, you get hit with one of those punches, and it, it's over, man. So it's a different animal up there. So, uh, man, the more power to him if you can hang at heavyweight. Right. Now, you mentioned, you know, life's good. 
Um, and I'm glad to hear you say that. You know, it's just something that bothers me personally. Um, the way that you guys are paid for what you have to go through really, really irritates me. And I know you got to kind of be careful the way you answer this, but do you think that the pay for you guys, you know, it could be better? Well, of course, it could always be better. But, uh, you know, are we getting NFL money? No. You know, um, you know, I think a couple, there's definitely the upper echelon guys are making great money, more than a lot of NFL guys. Um, you know, I, I made great money last year, man. I, you know, I definitely think it's comparable to, you know, a, a, a low-level rookie in his first year in the NFL. Uh, I'm right there with appearances and everything else like that. So uh, it's getting there, man, and the sport's young and um, – you know, of course, it could it, it could definitely be better. It could be benefits, stuff like that. And, you know, it's a work in progress. Okay. Um, how about the judging in MMA? What do you think about that? Uh, man, if it goes to the judges, you, uh, I, it's tough, man, because, you know, you, you get a takedown, and it goes a long, long ways. Um, a submission attempt really doesn't. Um, getting back to your feet after a takedown doesn't do much. So it, it has to change. You know, the game's evolving. Um, it's definitely more wrestlers based. You know, if you're a wrestler, you can take a guy down, control him. If he gets up, there's no point. So, um, I definitely think they need to consider uh, switching it up. Brendan, if I may, if there was one aspect of your game that you feel isn't up to par right now, that that you you feel you need to be working on day in and day out at the gym, well, what part of your game you think needs the most work? Man, that's a good question. Um, I, I guess it's who, who do you compare it to? Uh, you, you look at Kane Vasquez, who's uh, you know a, a national champ wrestler, and those and freaking uh, Lesnar and Shane, they're all uh, world class wrestlers. So, am I a world class wrestler? No. Uh, could I go to a Division One school and compete wrestling? Absolutely. Um, so, so com- comparing those guys wrestling at a world class level, uh, you know, I definitely need to get there. My, my takedown defense is definitely up there. I think. Uh, towards the, the best in the division, but um, just m- more attacking it and putting it all together, I, I definitely think, you know, that's something I'm constantly working on. You look at the, the top guys and the, the the world-class level caliber guys and who are holding the belts are the best at putting it all together, man. Uh, the boxing, the wrestling, the kickboxing, and it's tough to deal with, so that's what I work on constantly. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on, you know, obviously, again, you and Shane are good friends. If you had to fight Shane, I wrote an article on this, and it's it, there's always such a debate, you know, with, with a lot of camps kind of, you know, tell fighters. They don't tell them, but they kind of, you know, they shun upon fighting your friends and, and guys that you train with. What are your thoughts on that? Because obviously there can only be one champ in each weight class. So unless you're willing to drop down to 205, you really have no, you know, nowhere to go. Uh, shoot, man. If my only choice was to fight chain or touch 205, I'd touch 205. Wow, it, it, it's a big difference, man, in in fighting your buddies and then fighting someone like Shane. People got to realize is Shane and I came up together, man. He, he's like a brother. These other guys were kind of established and they came together. And they're talking about not fighting each other, so that's a bunch of bullshit. Uh, for me and Shane, man, uh, it, it'd be like it'd be like fighting an older brother, man. And uh, Shane's uh, been a, a huge uh, mentor and uh, you know almost a a father figure to me, so that's not going to happen, man. Hmm. Now, i got to ask you, <laughs> Billy here uh, on the show, one of one of his biggest pet peeves is James Tony. 
Um, <laughs> James <laughs> Phony, the Phony Tony. You want to get Billy fired up? Just mention James Tony's name, and he goes into like he orbits the stratosphere. Um, I'm with you, man. I, I was live when uh, he fought in boxing against Randy. And uh, it was hard to take him serious. He looked like shit walking his <laughs> does, does it? I mean, does it annoy you when, when guys like that run their mouths and now he's calling out Rampage and he's calling out this one and that one? I mean, does it kind of like... Or do you just laugh it off and just be like, ah, whatever, the guy's a clown? Do you almost feel, uh, uh, Brendan, that it's almost bringing like a WWE aspect to the game? Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it was definitely... Uh, it was entertaining, man. The, the good thing is, is he's such a world-class boxer that it doesn't, you know, look like a circus. But at the same time, too, it's like, all right, man, you tried it once. Don't call out other guys, for Christ's sake. <laughs> even Rampage would take him down and heel hook him. And I don't even know if Rampage does that, but he could. You right. know, it's, it's a waste of time. Now, I got one more question for you, Brennan. This whole, you, you can't miss it. There's this nonsense that's going on with Michael Bisping and his camp back with Rivera. Yes, the, the spitting. Everyone wants to kill that guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> they, they need, they, he needs to hire some security guards, man. He needs to beef up the security. <laughs> I mean, what do you, I mean, do you, do you think, like, I mean, there is, obviously, as a fighter, I know that you guys say certain things to, to hype up the fight and you want to sell tickets. And I get that as a fan. I, I totally understand it. But I think he takes it to a whole nother level. And I know Rivera was making the tapes and he was trying to be funny and everything. But like the things that Bisping did, that knee, first of all, was ridiculous. And then the spitting. I mean, as a fighter, do you look at that and just say, you know, you guys are trying to clean up the image of fighting and you were trying to get it mainstream. We want to get it legalized here in New York. And when people see things like that, it like knocks MMA. God, I'm sorry. I was just agreeing with you. It sets us back when people see stuff like that. Yeah. I, I don't even like when I watch the countdown and guys are cussing on the countdown. You know, you don't watch 24-7 and, and, and the guys are cussing in that. So I don't even like that, let alone Bisbing freaking spitting on cornermen. Let Bisbing spit on my cornerman. He's going to get his ass whooped <laughs> by one of the three. Bad. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. Brandon, thank you so much for the interview. I really appreciate it. Before we let you go, I just wanted to say good luck in your upcoming fight against Crocop. Brandon, we want to thank you so much for coming on tonight, man. No problem, brother. Anytime. Anytime uh, you guys need me. Absolutely. And all the best luck in the future. We will definitely keep in touch with you and follow you. All career. right, guys. Take it easy. Thanks, Brandon. Right, Take care, Brandon. man. Thanks good luck, way. Brandon. Talks on the streets Look